Welcome to Tech on Toast. The Tech on Toast podcast is powered by REMS Hospitality, using market data to grow your revenue. To find out more about Tech on Toast, head over to our website, techontoast.community, where you can listen to all of our podcasts, read all of our blogs, and search for the latest hospitality tech in our marketplace. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, guys. Welcome to next episode of Tech on Toast. And this week, we're very fortunate to be joined by Jennifer Hansen, founder of Placed App. Jennifer, how are you? Hey, Chris. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. How are you today? Yes. I'm good. I'm good. We've ha- I've had Wi-Fi nightmares all day, but we're we're back in the game, so we're ready to go. And 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 obviously, you have um, joined uh, my favorite industry, which is the hospitality industry, with what you guys do. So, tell us a little bit about you and your career, because I know you've dabbled in the world of hospitality before this point. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Um, so yes, I'm I'm Jennifer. I'm the founder of Placed. And um, as you mentioned, Chris, I come from a hospitality background as well. So I used to work in the in the sector in hospitality uh, back home in Sweden uh, from a very young age, and then I moved to London. It's now 13 years ago. I came here to study and started working in the in the sector again. Um, so I was initially working at the Soho House Group. I was a waitress at, at Greek Street when they only had a few sites. Uh, and then I moved on to a company called Quintessentially Lifestyle, which is sort of like a lifestyle management company. I was working indirectly with the hospitality sector, so with many sort of owners and managers and and yeah, built a pretty strong network of people working in the sector and had a lot of conversations. And I guess the the staffing issues were always coming up, and that's obviously what we do here at Placed. So um so yeah, so that's that's sort of my background and what led me to to uh, to start up Placed. And and was it was it were you finding it was a not a frustration, I suppose, on the operator's part, but did you feel like they were going about recruitment the wrong the long way, if you know what I mean, in terms of how they were recruiting? And I know we have some quite old school practices in our industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's exactly what I realized, right? I think and I think it was a lot of frustrations as well. I couldn't leave a meeting without anyone would be like, Oh, by the way, do you know anyone who's looking for a job? Because we just recruited and it was always that sort of like entry level um to to mid-level management i would say more so um and and again you, you look at the the sector in the uk is the largest employing industry of people under 25 years old and as you say the methods that are still being used are very outdated they're very old school um print your cv come along to an interview um staff needed signs in, in windows and i think more than anything it really just mismatched this this new generation of job seekers. It's really interesting as well because um, you're going into the world of tech. We're on the Tech on, tech on Toast podcast. And what do you think about tech generally in industry? Yeah. Because I think it's taken over massively um, since the pandemic. It was obviously around before the pandemic, but it's been super speeded. What do you think generally about um, in tech in the industry? It can definitely be utilized in, in more ways, I think. I think hospitality is probably being created and obviously recruitment being one of them. And, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more about that. But like you say, I think with the pandemic, it has been very, very impressive, right? To see it's look at other ways of them, they really turn to, to technology. I remember selling into the sector in pre-pandemic. It was a very, it was, it was a different um, story, really. You know, you would get people who was a little bit more, yeah, set their own ways, maybe a little bit more reluctant. I think now everyone is a little bit more um, forward-thinking. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I think yeah. it kind of helped speed us all along. Um, and what about what you're actually solving with Place? Because obviously there are lots of recruitment solutions out there. Uh, what makes you guys different? Yeah, I mean, so, so what we do here at Place, we really just yeah helping companies to connect with those real tech savvy um, job seekers. Um, so obviously I talked about the Gen Z, I talked about the people under 25. Um, yeah, they are the ones who's, who's working in this industry. I think there's also, I mean, we all know it's a 
massive shortage at the moment. There's a massive gap in employment markets. Actually, as of November last year, I think it's over 200,000 millennials alone have actually left the service sector. Um, and I think Jen, yeah, Jen said are, are really, you know, able to fill up that, uh, that gap. And that's still, I think it's 150,000 coming into the industry and that's still growing. But again, coming back to what I said around, you know, mismatching the the solutions that operators are using today. You look at the gen sets, yeah, when they were born, they're very much, you know, born with a mobile like phone in their hands, right? Like digital natives, they super social media savvy, um, attention spans of eight seconds or something. They're very much like trust algorithms, probably more than humans. They're so used to like Netflix, they get recommendations about movies, Spotify, about music, purchases from Amazon. And then when it comes to job seeking, they still expect to go on to pretty old school job boards and sort of like crawl and search and, and find jobs that, that way. Um, so that's really what we yeah, what we do here at Placed. Um, basically, we build a, a marketplace. We've got a both sides on the candidate side, uh, the the job seeker side, we build a, yeah, it's a, it's a mobile first approach. Um, so candidates that don't need a CV, they download our app, they go through engaging quiz, uh, quizzes and questionnaires to create their profiles. We try to create very much a candidate first experience as well. Try to understand the candidates a lot better. What is it that they're looking for? Is it career progression? Is it just a, a summer gig? Uh, what sort of values are you looking for within a company? Uh, they create their profiles based on, on answering those questions and then automatically match to suitable opportunities. So unlike job boards and, and a lot of sort of like search engines when whoever is paying the most is featured on top, we removed all of that. We don't actually allow that at all. So candidates only see opportunities that are relevant for them. Um, so 10 to 15 jobs, when they go in to apply for them, they know that they are suitable and the jobs are suitable for them as well. They're more likely to hear back from those employers when they apply. Um, so that's sort of on the jobs, job seeking side. And obviously yeah, we keep referring it to our sort of like marketplace, but it's a lot more on the platform as well. So created content um, um, quizzes, you can upskill, you can sort of like learn more about companies, you can connect with each other. Um, so yeah, it's just a, a very different way, a lot more suitable for this um, generation of, of job seekers. Um, so that's yeah, one side. Yeah, sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's, and finding a job, right, is, is is scary enough for these kids. And I think it, it should be a positive experience, right? So rather than, um, as you described, trawling uh, through through pages and pages yeah. of jobs and probably seeing jobs that aren't even close to what your skill set is, I think what you're doing is brilliant. And do you get great – I mean, I, mean, I presume you're getting good feedback from uh, from the guys that are using it, the Gen Zers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, it's obviously we talk about the Gen Z and younger audience, but I think as well, you know, you can be an, an amazing bartender, an amazing chef, for example, you may not know how to write, write an amazing CV. And that sometimes eliminates your chances of getting a job. And I think in an industry like this, it's it's completely wrong. Like we all know hospitality is all about personality. It's all about attitude. Like we actually describe ourselves as being built for the employers that recruit personality and, and attitude. And how do you really do that from a from a CV? Um, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, someone like me who spent my life in the industry, I had no chance. Uh, but luckily, you know, some, there are some good humans out there who take people on, right, based on personality. And I, that's how I got through. And um, and I think it's the same. And I was, I, I've got a son who's um, autistic, my younger son. And I know that he'll come up against barriers when he comes to find employment uh, because they do. Autistic guys, kids, girls and boys do. But I think stuff like this where you can visually see the brand you're going into match the skill set that he's already got 
it takes away a lot of that pain, right? So I think it's great. What what are the results like? Are you getting are you are you finding more people are clicking through? Yeah, I mean, one, one thing that we look at a lot is the sort of like view to application ratio. So how many candidates are actually uh, in, yeah, engaging and, and viewing your jobs and then actually going on to apply on your sort of like traditional job boards that sits around 10 to 15 percent, whereas some place we've got an average of 70 percent. Wow. Um, so, yeah, again, just coming back, backing up that matching algorithm, making sure it is curated, it is personalized for candidates. That is how we increase engagement by candidates. No, I love that. And I think it's interesting because you mentioned the pandemic before and um, everyone I speak to, obviously, I, th- I think at some point in five or 10 years, maybe we won't be able to discuss it anymore. But, um, you know, it, it was a big thing and it was a big thing for tech. And I think for you guys, you had a lot of growth, and but you also had a massive shock at the start of that, right? Because all of a sudden, no one's applying for jobs. How did you how did you react to that? Yeah, I mean, but we actually had lots of people applying for jobs, but we had no jobs on the platform. So yeah, sorry, that way around. Yeah. So overnight... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was such an interesting year. I mean, for anyone who, who sort of operates in the hospitality sector. But yeah, overnight, everyone sort of yeah, went, went into lockdown. We decided very early on we wanted to pause our subscriptions for all our clients to support them throughout this time. Uh, we did it very early on. And then obviously we lost our revenue overnight. And we started a campaign. It was called Way to Work. And it was just about yeah, supporting all these job seekers that we still had on the platform. We had hundreds of thousands of candidates still active looking for work and, and couldn't um, find anything. And more and more were just coming because people were either getting yet made redundant or put on furlough and people still wanted to, to earn cash. We launched this campaign. It was called Way to Work. And we were still working with a lot of businesses across the, the service sector to help them sort of connect with candidates, even if they weren't able to hire candidates and, and sort of interview candidates at the time. How do we actually sort of like stay in touch with the generation? I think speaking to, I remember like Pizza Hut, we had conversations with and and I think a lot of people were worried and, and probably scared of what we saw in 2021 so many yeah. candidates were being made redundant or being put on furlough leaving the sector so when everything was opening up again it was so difficult to find to find people there was a lot of people who's, who's left the sector so it was kind of that we were doing for employers and at the same time trying to sort of like upskill and and make sure that the candidates sort of were yeah um kept in touch with and what about you and the team? Because I'm, I'm guessing you went through a bit of pain over that time. I'm, I always th- I always think it's interesting to understand what you guys found out about yourselves because it's, it, it was in a unique time, as you said. Nothing nothing like that had ever happened before. You're in a brand new business, pretty much, and you're building, you're scaling. So, what did you find out about yourselves during that period? What did we find so much? I think re- resilience, definitely. I think we yeah, we, t- we took a, obviously like a few days to kind of like, okay, what's going on? What's happening? And then very quickly, we started moving into other sectors. And um, so when we initially started, like I said, I come from hospitality. The platform was well much built for hospitality. But as a long-term goal, we always wanted to go into the broader service sectors, the retail, logistics, care even. And and yeah, overnight, we, we started doing that. We tweaked our pitch, our value propositions, started reaching out to other types of companies obviously like retailers food retailers that were so busy and a lot of like logistics riders drivers delivery went through the roof so we actually yeah we managed to to pivot in yeah pivot quite quickly and and move into these other um sectors and I think yeah I mean I'm I'm still you know yeah really really happy and and really pleased and and you know surprised how we did that as as a team uh it was was pretty amazing to see And, and we still are so we we've gone back obviously we have loads of hospitality clients but we still service all these other sectors so i think it's it's definitely been part of 
it's been, yeah, I mean, there's definitely nothing good with COVID or anything like that, but it was silver lining. I think, yeah, it was it was a big sort of like growth for, for us as a business to kind of move into other sectors and, and broaden it a little bit sooner as well. And, and is it are the other sectors behaving similarly to hostility? Do you find, is it the same kind of issues? I think it is because I see it on the news every day, but is it the same kind of problems they're facing? It's definitely the same sort of issues when it comes to comes to the, the staff shortage, shortages. I think what's interesting, what the pandemic has helped with as well, is opening up sort of like for more transferable skills. I think pre-pandemic, hospitality operators only wanted to, you know, applications wanted to employ people with hospitality background. Same for retail, same for logistics. I think now everyone's a little bit more open-minded, which I think is great. I think it's 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 so much better for the employers. It's helping the employers and the operators to yeah, get more applications coming through and more volume, but also the the candidates as well. And and I was, I was, I was going to ask about the functionality of it. And do um the employers employers sorry how much um how much input do they have when they're building these uh, building their jobs and do they can they record video how do they how do they display themselves. Yeah, so we've got on the on the B two B side or employer side. So basically, yeah, so it's still it's, it's a mobile and a web app. And um, first of all, it's sort of like your top of funnels. You come on board as employer, you build your employer brand page on place. Um, so everything, yeah, from video content, staff testimonials, um, quotes from sort of like your head office team or founder, for example, um, quizzes as well, which you can assess candidates, you can upskill candidates, you can sort of like utilize those quizzes as you like. And I think it's you know a lot of the companies that we work with, especially like the bigger companies their careers pages would sit on you know legacy systems it might take a while to actually update that i need something that is a little bit more targeted to this younger audience um so they do that on our on our yeah, sort of employee brand pages then the applications obviously coming through they also able to roll out the platform to their uh, workforce and um, so all their site managers and um, Obviously, it's a, it's a deskless workforce. These guys need something that's on their phone that is easy for them to, to recruit from. I and mean, then again, you are a pub manager, a restaurant manager. You're not in front of a laptop all day. And recruitment is not like the only thing you do. You're running actually a pub or a, or a restaurant. So it's so important to have something that is easy. So we offer like templates we set up. We usually do that sort of like with, with the head office or in the onboarding. Um, so, yeah message templates as an interview scheduler as well and um, that syncs to, to calendar invites there is a rating system in place you can rate candidates after interviews candidates rate you uh, we actually keep track on, on no shows which is obviously a massive thing yeah. in this industry as well as a candidate if you get marked as a no show three times we do contact you to ask make sure you know for a valid reason, but then you're off the platform. So it's quite nice as well to get her as an industry. How do we actually filter out these candidates who can't be bothered showing up for, for interviews? Um, yeah, I mean, it's such a time waster for the for the employers, isn't it? When they're trying when people are no showing, I think it's it's a big issue. And I think what's really great about tech is when you really understand the problem that you're trying to fix. Um, and you really kind of, and you just talked about five or six different steps through interview techniques, understanding employer branding is absolutely huge. I, I went to a, a meeting the other day and someone told me that um, a lot of brands, uh, when they're advertising jobs, don't even talk about uh, their company alongside it. They just say, this is the job role. This is what you're going to do. And uh, yeah, see you soon. And you're thinking on the other side of that, where these guys are looking at the actual role thinking, why should I come to you? I could go anywhere, you know, and I think the people who are really selling themselves are obviously winning. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is. I think it's only 8% of your recruitment on the average sort of recruitment budget is spent on employer brand, wow. yet you are likely to achieve double, receive double as many applications and three times higher to make a quality um, 
three, three times likely to make a quality higher as well. Because you talked before about Spotify, you talked about the way that kids use tech, that they're born with the phone in their hand now, you know, it's like a billboard to them, isn't it, in their hand. And I think when yeah. you come to job seeking, that they've got to connect, they've got to empathize, they've got to be emotionally attached to whatever they're buying, even if it's oh. a job. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, you look at, you know, if you were to book a restaurant, book a hotel to buy something, you read reviews about it, you want to, yeah, sort of like have that social proof. And there's nothing like that for jobs. So when it comes to actually job seeking, you should, yeah, there should be reviews out there, you should be talking about your, um, your yeah, your brand storytelling, you should be having staff testimonials to offer um, candidates as well. Um, so I think, yeah. Okay, and what, and what about the future? I mean, it's, it's been an exciting um, three, four years. How many, how many team have you got? How many staff members have you got now? Um, we are just about 30 people um, at the moment. We are probably looking to double that again before the, yeah, for the sort of like Q1 next year. Um, so we're still recruiting wow. a lot, still growing very fast. Um, and um, yeah, no, big, big plans for the future. Um, I think there's still so much to be done. We're still relatively obviously small in the in the industry. Um, obviously, yeah, working with, with various different companies across the, the service sector um, as well. Um, so yeah, big, big plans for place. And 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 I think you're going outside of the UK at some point. Is that the plan? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I think I think we are the next sort of like twelve to eighteen months. It is a little bit more UK focused, but then we'll definitely look at uh, international expansion as well. And and while we're on international expansion, you're you're obviously not from the UK originally. Where are you from originally? Um, so I'm from Sweden, uh, but I've been here for thirteen years. Um, oh, so it's, I yeah. think you qualify then. Do you? Is that, does that make <laughs> does yeah, that make you a, yeah. a true Brit? <laughs> and yeah, what, and do you yes. go, do you go home much? Uh, I do, I do, um, I do. I mean, it's a, it's an hour and a half on plane, um, so super, super quick to to get home. Um, so yeah, I try to do that quite often as well. I'm going and I'm going to ask you the dreaded question about hobbies, and I, and I ask everyone this, and um, a lot of people just look at me blankly, say, well, I, "I work, I don't have hobbies." What about you? <laughs> Are you the <laughs> same? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I, I get that question. I was like, ah, oh, I, need, I need to give myself a hobby, right? So I can answer this question. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, hang out with, with, with friends and my, my partner, um, obviously. I mean, I think when you have your own business, like your your own business is a bit of your hobby as well. Like it doesn't always feel like work. Like you work long hours, you probably work the, the weekends as well. And it's it's not just draining and exhausting. It's actually really, really fun. Um, so. Yeah, and I think if it's rewarding, it's healthy, right? I think a lot of people say, "Oh, founders work, you know, all these hours," but um, sometimes it's enjoyable, as you say. It's it's part, you know, it's part of your life. Yeah. It's your baby. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And Jennifer, obviously, uh, we can't hide the fact that you're a female and that you're in the tech industry. And I'm, I've spent the last few podcasts uh, when I first started this, I really wanted to get more females on the podcast. And the last six weeks, I've just had female after female, which is brilliant. What's it like being a female in the tech industry? And why do you think that we haven't got more uh, in a founder led position? Yeah, just interesting question. I think I think actually a lot of, of women are actually being put off by the idea of becoming a tech entrepreneur because they have no experience in tech or aren't a software developer. I think the truth is, though, you don't actually have to be. I'm not a technical founder either. Um, so I'm not a software engineer. I sort of have had an idea. I got in touch with software developers and, and yeah, built something tangible. So I think there's a lot more education needed to be um, to be yeah, be out there and, and that understanding of what it takes to actually become a, an entrepreneur. 
and I think doing that, you know, there's probably two things, obviously, like, yeah, getting more women's into leadership roles in technology. Um, I can, you know, see it's been quite intimidating for women because there aren't that many women sort of like in, in leadership roles at the moment. But the more that we, we have start to, to recruit those those women into leadership roles, I think definitely become more normalized and accessible. I think it's probably a change that is needed that is a little bit more sustainable as well and definitely started addressing the misconceptions at school about careers in technology. It's not just for boys. It's not just for men. You know, women can yeah definitely do this as well. And I think, yeah, children just need positive role model, models and, and, and see girls in those sort of positions as well. Um, yeah, I think it's the early years, isn't it? It's the, it's the early part of school. It, actually, yeah, back in... In secondary school, I suppose, as I call it, high school, where you where you're kind of put in buckets, uh, you know, oh, you're a guy, you should do this. You're a girl, you should do this. But I think they're being challenged, aren't they? Slowly. I mean, you know, as I said, there's five or six ladies I've spoken to uh, the last few weeks who are all in positions like you. So it's 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 really good news, um, and uh, and and you're enjoying it, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. And and no, it is it is it is a change. You can definitely feel it and see it, which which is great. And that's why we should tell stories of people like you more, I think. And it's why, you know, uh, and not be too obvious about it. It should be, you know, something that's shared more where where young girls can look at people like you and think it's achievable. And especially since you don't have the tech background, which I think is really interesting because you don't need to have it, right? If you've got a good business idea, you've got a good business idea. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, your the customer understanding is the most important thing. Um, and I think, yeah, Always. as long as you've got that, you can, you can build the technology with people, great people around you if people want to get in touch with you and find out all about PlayStap and how they basically either from employee end or employer and how do they get in touch with you? Yeah. Connect with me uh, on LinkedIn. Um, uh, so we have Jennifer Johansson. Otherwise it's Jennifer at uh, place-app.com as well. So feel, yeah, definitely feel free to, to reach out. Perfect. Well, that's great. Look, thank you, Jennifer. Uh, we've, we've tried to do this three or four times and we've been podcast gods have been after us but they've let us do it this time which is great uh if you want to get hold of jennifer you can find her on linkedin uh, and also go check out play Stop. it's brilliant and if you're looking to fill roles uh using t- your story telling your story and using employer branding these are the guys to talk to uh, that's great thank you very much say bye-bye jennifer awesome thanks so much chris thanks for having me Thanks for listening. Make sure you tune in next week to find out who we've got coming up or you can go and check out techontoast.community to find out more about what we're up to. Have a great week.